Dalton, I think it's safe to say our entire team at Cracked Rackets are fans of the game of tennis, right? Oh, yeah. And as <laughs> oh yeah, and as fans, how often do we find ourselves sitting on the couch watching these professionals play and think, you know, I bet my game could stack up to them. I wonder how it would go if I got the chance to play them. Every day we're sitting on the couch right now. <laughs> well, maybe you're fantasizing about that while you lose to Lucas Bosch. But yeah, us fans of the game. Shout out to Lucas. Yeah, us fans of the game really do think about it. And Dalton, I am so happy to finally introduce an event where fans will have the chance to interact and play against some of the world's greatest players. West off if he could. Cue the LA tournament intro. LA tennis fans. Are you ready for the time of your f***ing life? We've got the L.A. Tennis Bash this December 8th at the Manhattan Country Club. Play tennis and network with tennis trendsetters, philanthropists, former NCAA student-athletes, ESPN and Tennis Channel personalities, professional actors and athletes, and tennis industry leaders, including, but not limited to, Sam Query, Lindsay Davenport, Pam Shriver, Tracy Austin, Bradley Klon, Stevie Johnson, Jared Donaldson, Nicole Gibbs, Shelby Rogers, Ernesto Escobedo, Jeff Tarango, and more. He's so excited he didn't even let me ask a question about who's going to be there. Um, those are some wonderful names. I'm curious, how can I sign up for this event? It's going to go latennisbash.com. Let me repeat that, latennisbash.com. Oh my gosh. And like you said, it, it's not just going to be tennis, right? There's going to be other things to do? Oh, there's going to be everything under the sun. You name it. You know, I got so excited about those players you name, I forgot already. What's the date of this tournament? The LA Tennis Bash is this December 8th. All proceeds benefit First Break Academy, and you can go to register at latennisbash.com. One more time. L-A-T-E-N-N-I-S bash.com. Saturday, December 8th at the Manhattan Country Club. We'll see you all there. Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I am your host, Alex Gruskin. We had the wonderful opportunity to interview both Oklahoma tennis coaches on the men's and women's side. Hopefully by now you have listened to both of those Cracked Interviews podcasts. We're going to keep that Oklahoma, uh, that Oklahoma tennis theme going on today's podcast, and I am so happy to introduce our guest. He is the former ITF Junior World Number 15, the 2017 NCAA Men's Doubles Champion, and another one of October's very own. It's Oklahoma men's tennis player Spencer Papa. Spencer, welcome to the Cracked Interviews podcast. Thank you guys for having me. Oh. It is at an absolute pleasure, and I should say, in doing my research for this podcast, I noticed you are October twenty second, ninety five. Yes, yeah, I am. I am October sixth, ninety five. So we've got that in common from the get go. Nice, nice. Yeah, I love it. So this is going to be a fun podcast. Well, you know, generally we start talking with, with our players talking about how they got into the game, but I think the question on everyone's mind is, Spencer, you know, after taking last year with a medical red shirt, how are you feeling going into this season? Uh, I'm excited to play my last year. Obviously, uh didn't get a chance to play any of the season last year since I tore my ACL in, um, in December. So, 
it worked out too because I came to school uh, January uh, 15. So uh, I'll actually have nine hours next semester to finish up. So it just kind of worked out to stay here, finish, get my degree, and finish out my last year. A nine-hour semester sounds wonderful. I mean, that's got to be ideal, right? Yeah, it, it'll be nice to have more time <laughs> to focus on. I'll focus on the season. Absolutely. And I want to ask because, you know, not every tennis player goes through something as severe as an ACL injury, but at, at, at some point in everyone's career, they do experience injury. What was that rehab process like for you? Not only, you know, with the physical wear, but mentally going through something like that so late in your college career. Yeah, that's something that um, totally gives you a different perspective on things, uh, having something really taken away. Um, it's the first time since I started playing tennis at the age of five, I've haven't been able to play physically so definitely changes your perspective and mentally and like your work ethic really um the rehab really hasn't hasn't stopped it's an everyday thing you just you want to get as strong as you can to make sure nothing like that ever happens again Oh, I can only imagine, you know, what that process is like. All, you know, getting up every morning, having to drag yourself to rehab, drag yourself through the physical therapy. You, you know, at any point, did you think, maybe I'm just done with tennis? Or was it something where you knew you were going to keep working to get back? Um, I think with, uh, with today's, today's uh, surgeons and everything and just all the people I talk to and my doctors and stuff and just having talked to even just some of the some of the guys at OU and other sports that have turned their ACLs, they've been able to come back, and I, everyone just says trust the rehab process. And I've just kind of I've kind of learned like how important that is. I've I've never uh, never worked out as much as I have now. So I mean, it's just uh, it's it's crazy it's how uh, how like it, it changes so much. I, oh. I, I think about my knee every day now. So it's like the first thing I want to do is go work out and do do something for it besides playing tennis. Well, I'll say this. If I'm a nine-credit senior, I would like to be working out a ton, be in great shape for any uh, extracurricular activity. So, that again, there are benefits to that all the way around. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, you know, let's get into your background with tennis, though. I know you grew up in Edmond, Oklahoma, not exactly known as a hotbed of tennis talent. Uh, how did you get involved in the game? Um, my... My my dad actually got me into it. Um, he he grew, he grew up in Southern California. He went to he went to USC actually, and I was actually born out there. I was only I only lived there when I was a baby, but I think just out there, obviously, tennis is more popular. And he grew up playing, and I actually started playing when I was about five. And then by the time I was probably like eight, I was getting more serious. And my dad was my dad was my coach until uh, about. 12 or 13 when I moved to the USTA. Well, you you talk about moving to the USTA. Um, Obviously, I I believe you won the Nationals in the 12s, and you have a ton of success, and then you make the commitment to go there. You know, what is that decision like for, you know, yourself at at the time, and then also as a family, you know, what type of sacrifices did you have to go through? That was definitely definitely tough. It was like, uh, it was like going to college at the age of 13 with, uh, it was with eight other guys, which which made it nice. And um, the first about year and a half, two years, I was there by myself. And then my parents eventually moved out for the last couple of years I was out there, which which was awesome. 
Yeah, and you know, obviously, when you're at the USTA training, you're you must be having success. As I mentioned, you got as high as number fifteen uh, in the ITF junior rankings. At any point as a junior, did, were you thinking, oh, you know, I am just going to go straight to the pro circuit, or did you always have the college route in your mind? Um, honestly, not. I didn't. I didn't really think about college until probably like my junior year of high school. Um, I think that's just, that was just kind of like the mentality. All of us. I think I, I think reality hits hits everyone, and eventually everyone wants. Everyone obviously wants to go pro when they're young. Um, so yeah, I would, I would say probably my my junior year, started yeah. considering college and talking to coaches. Yeah, and just for our listeners who go through the college tennis recruiting process, you know, what was that like for you? I know early on you were committed to Tulsa, uh, but then obviously you changed and go to Oklahoma. For you, was it always, I just want to get back and go home? Yeah, I visited a um, bunch, bunch of schools in the Big 12 area. Yeah, I kind of I kind of wanted to go back home. I knew my, my parents wanted to move back, so um, I always liked being close to, to my family, and I have grandparents and aunts, uncles in Oklahoma, so it was, uh, I definitely miss, miss being here, so um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was happy my, they could all come to the matches and just have that support system. Oh, absolutely. Well, I do want to do one more thing to talk before we talk about your college career. That's play uh, a little bit of a gimmick we do on every podcast. It's um, we, I like to you know quiz all players on their biggest moments in the juniors. I have a theory that because tennis is an individual sport, because you know in singles you're playing one opponent, you remember your biggest matches, who you were playing against, and what that score was. Uh, I want to uh, test your memory a little bit. So, Westoff, if you could cue the trivia sound effect, please. <laughs> so Spencer, I want to take you and our listeners back to Santiago, Chile from February 13th to the 18th, 2012, the Copa Milo uh, Grade 2 tournament where you took home your title, uh, your first ITF title. I want to ask you, do you remember who you played in the semifinals and finals and what the scores of those matches were? Uh, semifinals? Uh Played Martin Redlicky. <laughs> That's correct. I think I won seven five six four. Uh, so not correct. It was a three set match. Any second guess? Uh, no, I actually do remember it being three sets. But <laughs> was it five? Was it five in the third? It was seven six four six six three. Okay. I mean, you're playing Martin. He's gigantic. You're going to a tiebreaker one of the sets. Yeah. No. Of course. <laughs> And we all traveled together, so. Absolutely. Well, then I have to imagine you know who you played in the final. Yeah, Ty Kwiatkowski. That's correct. And do you remember that score? Um, I honestly have no. I honestly couldn't couldn't tell you if it was two or three sets. I don't remember. <laughs> Seven six six four. I'll say this: you did better than Coach Crowell for sure. Uh, so put that notch under your belt. Let's do a little bonus one because this is a fun win in your background. We're going to take our listeners back to the Roland Garros Junior French Championships, June 3rd to June 10th, 2012. It's the round of 32, you know, second round of the, a Junior Slam. Spencer, who do you take out in this round? Um, I remember that one. Hyung Chung. <laughs> of course, that's the answer. That one's got to feel good, right? I mean, the guy's top thirty in the world makes a slam semifinal. Yeah, 
it's crazy. <laughs> oh, I'm glad to hear it. Well then, all right, let's get into your time at college. Um, again, just to recap for our listeners, you're a blue chip recruit, number 15 in, in the world junior rankings. Obviously, you are an incredible player, but still, you are thrown on to an Oklahoma team. They're the defending NCAA finalists. They have so many returning players in Axel Alvarez, Dane Webb, Andrew Harris, Alex Galea. Uh, so expectations are high for John Roddick's squad. What is it like for you joining a team like that and kind of being thrown into the fire right away? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really know what to expect. Um, I definitely probably at that time was a little burnt out of tennis and. My, my preparation going into it, I wasn't. I didn't realize how hectic it would be with the season and trying to balance school and all that stuff. So I struggled a little bit freshman year, just um, getting getting used to that aspect. Of course, you know you had the tennis, but now you're you, like you mentioned, you're talking about becoming that full time student athlete. I'm I'm curious. You know, did it meet your expectations? Again, just in general, is there any specifics, any advice you would give to kids making that transition now? I think just uh, just having like good time management. Um, I don't think it's like now. It's not. It's not. I mean, it's obviously still tough to balance school and tennis. But once you kind of know how to manage your time and stay on top of stuff, it's it's really not too bad. I guess depending on your major. Yeah, <laughs> not, no, no. mine's not too tough. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. Well, then, you know, I, I do want to talk about your freshman year team because it, it's an incredible team. You guys end the year 29-3, and 4-1 and one in the Big 12. You know, you win the national indoors, the first national indoor tournament for you guys. And again, this was a team of with many returning starters from an NCAA final the year before. Uh, you know, your very first match at the national indoors, Spencer, you're playing an Ole Miss team and you end up clinching the match 4-1. You know what do you remember about that match and just entering college, the college environment? What that transition was like for you? Yeah, that was a that was a fun match, but uh, that was probably only like two months, probably like two months into college at at, uh, at indoors, and that was the first time we really felt like we had like a we were playing like for for something. So obviously the stakes were a lot higher, it was a lot a lot louder, a lot more emotions. Um, that was that was the first first match I really felt like winning a big college tournament. What it, what it felt like playing for a team and not just yourself. Yeah, and as I mentioned, you know, you guys go on to win that title, bring home the first national indoor title. At that point for your team, you know, what are you guys doing? Obviously, you're celebrating, but is it okay? This is a building block. How how do you keep a success like that in perspective of what you're trying to achieve? Yeah, it was kind of. It was kind of weird for me because I didn't like. Now looking back, I, I was like, "Wow, that that team was just like a joke." Uh, <laughs> but um, no, I mean, uh, obviously, uh, John is very he, he loves to win, and I think we kind of we kind of built from that. Um, we still we still obviously wanted to win the outdoors and win Big Twelve, so we still had goals ahead of us. Yeah, and I, I am just curious though, as a freshman, you know now you are in the captain role, but back then you had leaders such as Axel, Dane, uh, to look up to. What is it like, you know, to have, to enter a team with such strong senior leadership and, you know, how does what they did apply to how you guys try and approach your team now? 
I, I feel I feel a little old now, but um, <laughs> uh, they 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 were definitely great leaders for me, and uh, I learned I learned a lot from them. And uh, it's it's fun to it's fun to have guys who kind of look up to you on the team and be able to get, put them in the right direction for the years ahead they, that they have. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, again, getting back to that freshman team, as I mentioned, you guys did have a ton of success. In the round of 16, you guys play a 4-3 match against UCLA. You survive there uh, again. And then in, in the semifinals, you get a rematch against TCU. That's another 4-3 thriller. Uh, I talked to you a little bit earlier. I, I don't want to get you in trouble, but for people who don't know, and just so you know, Spencer, I'm a huge college tennis geek. Uh, Twenty like ten to 2017 is my college tennis prime because that was the time I was in high school and through my college experience. And I happen to remember in that NCAA semifinal, there was a little bit of a uh, questionable call in the Axel Chapel match. You know, I, I just am curious. You were in there. You, you have the firsthand perspective. Uh, what was it like? Oh man, yeah, that was that, that was crazy. Uh, everyone was involved in that match, even even after the match. So it was definitely, uh, I mean, call, calls go both ways in in tennis. I mean, who, who knows who knows if it was in or out? But there there was definitely a, a lot of drama that came with that. I'll, I'll let you cop out of that answer because I don't want to put you in a tricky situation. I will say this. You guys you know, make it to your second consecutive NCAA final. Obviously, for people who don't know, that, that tournament is held in Baylor, and in the other semifinal is Virginia against Baylor. Now, you guys had beaten Baylor, I believe, three times already on the year. But I, I am just curious from your perspective looking back, you know, was were you guys hoping to play Baylor and get a shot to beat them at their home courts? Were you hoping for Virginia? What do you remember thinking at that point? Um, I think we probably would have rather played Baylor just because uh, we'd played them. Well, actually, we played Virginia um, in the regular season that year too. But uh, I think just the rival rivalry we had with Baylor still still to this day the cra- craziest. Uh, college tennis match I played was in the regular season my freshman year against Baylor uh so I think it would have been I think it would have been pretty fun to play them but I mean those are some great teams uh you look back at some of the names obviously Harris Alvarez Webb I mean you're playing four and five uh for those Baylor teams they have Lens they have uh Takushi and they have uh so much talent yeah those those are I can only imagine some battles now I I do want to ask you in that NCAA final, you know, for people who don't know, Virginia takes that match 4-1. Uh, they end up taking the doubles point. But in that singles, you end up getting a win against Alexander Richard at, at 5. Um, I'm just curious, is it a bittersweet feeling just going through that match? Is it more stressful watching than playing? What what was that national championship experience like for you as a freshman? Definitely, uh, definitely came quick. Um I think we lost a doubles point pretty quickly, and then I knew coming out the field, I was I was just I was just so focused on trying to win my match, and luckily I I think I was the first one first one off, um, and then I got to go help help cheer my guys on, and we actually had we had a little bit of a hole to, to break through, but they they were they were, they were too good that day. Yeah, I, I mean, again, we're talking about a Virginia team that goes on to win the next three championships. Um, obviously, your sophomore year, 
you guys bring back Andrew, Axel, Alex. Um, you have Florence stepping in, and you, you know you obviously have yourself as well. Um, you're a, a little less of a heralded team. You guys go twenty and, le- and eleven during the year, but still, you guys go on an incredible run in the NCAA tournament. You know, you make it back to the final. What do you remember about that run, and how do you view it? You know, differently or maybe the same way as that freshman year run. A little, a little different coming, um, being the one seeds um, my freshman year, and then uh, I think we, I, I, I think we were like the eleven seed maybe, and um, we played we played Wake first round. I remember a lot of people were doubting us that we wouldn't even beat them. And I think after winning that match. Everyone has an experience from the previous years and stuff. I, we just kind of locked in and had a different, different energy and a different, I guess, I don't want to say effort level, but just I guess the experience kicked in and we kind of just ma- made our role again. Well, I, I'm just curious because, again, you, you talk about that team. Again, you have returning starters who are two-time defending finalists. It, it's an older team and yet you don't have the same sort of regular season success. How did, you know, Coach Roddick, how did maybe the team leaders, yourself, make sure you guys stayed properly motivated throughout the year? Because you know what your roster was capable of. Yeah, I think a lot of it just came from came from our guys. We kind of just got together and we were like, we, we can do this. Just kind of, so everyone just started believing in, in each other and ourselves. And I think that was that was kind of the biggest thing, just playing with that belief and confidence yeah i can only imagine how you know how a run like that must feel and then again you know you guys match up with virginia um it's they have won two out of the last three titles uh they're probably the favorites going into the match what do you remember being different about the second experience what maybe do you wish you could have changed just what was that like for you first off i wish we would have played outside (laughs) <laughs> well, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah, that that was that, that definitely I think hurt us a little bit because we had being, being at the NCAs being in Tulsa, we had a bunch of bunch of fans coming out to watch, and that really helped us get through some of the matches. And it end, it ended up being like uh, the course ended up being dry like an hour after we started. But they, yeah, I mean, for me, for me, I, I like playing outdoors. I'm a better outdoors player, so. <laughs> I didn't play my best match, and the match got away from us. Oh, no. No, I, I don't disagree with you. I remember after that NCA, that was the big controversy. Maybe just play the team stuff in the spring, all the individual in the fall, so you can account for rain delays, all of those sorts of things like that. And I, I think the next thing I have to ask you is, after that sophomore year, you lose Axel. Um, obviously, he was a staple of your lineup, but more importantly, John Roddick leaves, and in comes Coach Crowell. Uh, as a as a sophomore, a rising junior at the time, you're two years in. What is that experience like when a new coach comes in? How did Coach Crowell first you know, reach out to you? How did you guys go about building your relationship? Um, I think when I found out, when I found out the news, um, he came down to to Norman for the summer, and we met a, met a few times, and uh, I get the relationship started there. And obviously, with with every coach, it's a, it's a totally different culture that they bring. Um, Nick, Nick's done an awesome job with us, and uh, he's really helped helped us all improve. And he's motivated to see where we can go. 
Oh, absolutely. And I, I have to ask you that first year, you, know, you and Andrew go on to win the first NCAA title in Oklahoma history. You guys win the doubles at Georgia against a number one ranked Georgia team in the final. Uh, you come back from a set and 2-0 down, just play some tremendous tennis. You know, Coach Crowell, when I asked him, he described that atmosphere as one of the most electric he's ever been a part of. And even as an opposing player, you could appreciate just how packed the fans, uh, uh, the stadium was. You know, from your perspective, Spencer, what is playing a match like that like? Yeah, it was, it was definitely, definitely really, really special, especially uh, getting another chance to play for a title after uh, losing, losing two to Virginia. Um, didn't start didn't start off good wasn't 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 looking too good and uh out of, out of nowhere we just found found a little spark won won six straight games in the second to win six two and then the tie break we i think we we had the momentum going so it was just it was, it was crazy and what what was more enjoyable getting that nca title or knowing that you're going to play in the u.s open yeah so many so many different emotions uh going through your head i actually i actually didn't find out that i was gonna play in the open until about a week before the tournament so um i obviously playing with andrew him not being an american um i knew it was possible that i could get a wild card but it definitely wasn't 100 percent. yeah and just how was that experience like playing the open oh it was it was, it was, it was awesome it was uh some, something i'll never forget um Wish we would have got a little bit better draw, but it was, it was still something something I'll remember forever. Yeah, uh, I can only imagine. Um, well, you know, getting into this year, obviously, you, you take the red shirt last year, and you see your team have more ex- success than maybe could have been expected, given how young they were. Uh, going into this season, you know, you guys have an experienced roster. That obviously, getting you back is a major plus for the lineup. Uh, what are what should fans expect from the 2018-2019 Oklahoma Sooners men's tennis team? I definitely think we have the capabilities to to surprise some people. Um, I'm excited. All, all the guys are working super hard, and I think we can we can be as good as we want to be. Oh, I'm glad to hear it. You, you want to get into the prediction business, or are you going to steer away from that one? Uh, it's, it's so hard to predict because you never know what what can happen with injuries, what can what can be going on in, in someone's life. I I don't really like to predict, but um, I, definitely, no, that, I, def, I definitely think we we can be we can be very good. I don't, that's, I don't think I don't I think it's kind of a year that I feel like we're not going to have many many holes in different spots. So. That's the real answer I was looking for, just for the depth. Um, but all right, well then, I, I am curious on you know your front. You are obviously a senior who has been ranked as high as the top, I believe, eight fifty on the ATP in singles. Um, you know, you you have the ACL injury, but as you mentioned, it, it seems like you're going to be able to fully recover. Uh, do you think pro tennis is the next step for you? That's all, that's definitely always been a, been a goal for me. Um, I'm going to I'm going to give it my best this season and that's uh my my goal is to play after and hopefully everything everything goes well and I'm going to I'm going to give it my best shot. Oh, I I totally agree. Also, just a random question, I'm curious on the on the college front uh not to go back to that, but I'm a huge proponent of college doubles. I'm just curious in your experience, have you enjoyed the doubles? Is doubles something you may pursue professionally as well because I I always love seeing college players having success on the doubles tour. 
Yeah, it's, yeah, I, I would definitely, um, I've always kind of uh, been more focused on singles. Um, if, if doubles worked out, that would, that's definitely something I would, I would want to pursue. And uh, I think college doubles has helped, helped me a lot, like in, compared to juniors and stuff, just because I feel like the energy with all the, like even just the fans and stuff, everyone gets kind of more into doubles. So I think that's kind of what's, what's really helped me. Oh, the doubles point is the most exciting part of any college tennis match. I also, I can't believe I forgot to ask you this. You know, you enter college and in the NCAA tournament beforehand, they're playing two out of three sets, add scoring, double sets to eight, tiebreaker at seven all. Um, and then you have the switch to no add scoring. Uh, when we're doing this interview, the next gen finals is going on. They're experimenting a little bit with no ad scoring. I'm just curious, where do you stand on it? Did you prefer the old scoring? What are your thoughts on no ad? Or you know, have you adjusted? Um, I don't know if you can ever really adjust that because such such a fifty fifty point. Um, I I I prefer regular scoring just because that's what you grew up playing your whole life. Um, but I understand. I guess they do it for so the matches don't take as long, so they can do the TV coverage. But <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would, I would rather have, I would rather play that. Yeah, no, they keep it short for uh, fans like me to commentate. It's perfect. I, I very much appreciate it. Um, all right, well then, you know, uh, again, not too many more questions for you. We'll let you go pretty soon. I, I want to take us back to another segment of Alex's trivia because I can't let you go without asking Spencer. Do you remember where and who you played when you got your first ATP point? Um, Palm Coast. Uh, I I, remember, I can't remember the guy's name, but I, I know he was a he was a college guy from somewhere. Um, uh, I, more, more of a doubles player. Uh, see, I haven't. You got your first point in Mexico. Am I am I crazy? Am I looking this wrong? I'm double checking myself now. Um, oh no, I I was wrong. Palm Coast USA F four January 29th, twenty thirteen. See, you do know it better than me. Vahid Mirzadeh. Yes, yes, yes. That is well done by you. Um, all right. So you know, you talk about your pro aspirations. Um, I, I am curious though. Looking back, uh, do you? you know, value your college experience? Do you still think you made the right decision or do you think maybe I should have gone pro from the get-go? I for sure think going to college was like the best decision I've made in my life. Just, I mean, just something like my ACL happening, I can't imagine if I was on the circuit and something like that happens. And I think just maybe I would have been ready physically, but mentally and uh, growing as a person, just maturing in college has helped me so much in, in that aspect. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I, can, I couldn't, couldn't be happier being in the situation I am, having a degree, something to fall back on. And what, what scares me about being on the tour is, I mean, the guys aren't really making a good living unless you're top 150. No, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I want to give you one, one one final question before we go to our final segment, the rapid fire. Uh, but, you know, you have been at Oklahoma now. This It's your redshirt senior year. If you were to pitch Oklahoma to fellow, you know, to the up-and-coming recruits, why should they go be a Sooner? I mean, you have, you have all the resources here. Um, obviously, being a, being a big football school, it brings in the best facilities and everything you need if you want to – if you want to play after school, you have 
coaches that coaches that will care for you and put you in that direction. And I think the the social life here, um, the school school, the campus is beautiful. Everything everything's really nice here. So, <laughs> plus, it's a fun school. Oh, plus you have the opportunity to hop on a Cracked Interviews podcast, right? Exactly. <laughs> oh, I'm glad to hear it. Well, then, all right, let's get into our final segment. It is the rapid fire segment. Uh, you know, we want to give our fans one last chance to get to know you a little bit better, Spencer. So I'm going to throw some easy questions your way, and you can just give us, you know, the first answer that pops to your mind. Uh, some of these questions will be will, will go through a college related segment because you know so much of college tennis is spent having fun off the court with your teammates. I want to ask you a little bit about them as well. Sound good? Go for it. Awesome. Let's rock and roll. Well, then, f- first question to you: favorite city in the world? Laguna Beach, California. Uh-huh. Is it challenger related? Fa- family out there. Oh, I'm I'm glad to hear it. Well, favorite meal off the court? Ooh, um, if I don't have a match the next day, then Italian. <laughs> You're not a pre-match pasta guy. That doesn't work for you. Uh, not not too many not too many carbs for me the night before. I, I like to eat a little bit of carbs, but if I eat too many, I'm I'm a little bloated. Oh, I, I, no, I'm glad you know that. That's important. Well, then, what is the song you're warming up to? That that, change, that changes every day. <laughs> well, what's today's song? I honestly don't even, I don't even, I don't even have one right now. Oh, that's uh, too many choices. Too many choices, exactly. Uh, I like it. All right, well, here's another one. I, I like to ask this to people who are closer to my age. Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings? Uh, say Harry Potter. Oh, great answer. Now, if you were to be in a house in Harry Potter, which one would you be? You know what, to be honest with you, I never, I never watched any of them. I just went, I went, on, I went, on, I went on the rides at Orlando, and that, that was about, that was about Harry Potter. Oh, like... See, uh, count it. I, I like that answer. All right, well, let's get into the Oklahoma questions. Again, in college tennis, you spend so much time with your teammates. I want to know... In your three plus years, who is your favorite practice partner on that you've had as a teammate? I'd probably say say Gilly, just because he bring he he bring a hundred percent every day. You knew you knew you're getting from that from him. Here's one, and please get. Uh, I I'll know if you're lying, but I want to hear your answer. Biggest hook you've played with? Biggest hook? Yeah, I I, I know you play practice sets. I've played practice sets and hooked players. Guys do it. Who who is the biggest hook in practice? I don't think any of the guys mean to hook, but probably probably our new freshman Matt. <laughs> oh, I like it. You're allowed to throw freshmen under the, under the bus at this point. That'll get them in shape. Um, who has been your favorite teammate to go get dinner with off the court? Dinner probably uh, Austin Siegel. Who is the funniest member of the Oklahoma tennis program? That have to be that have to be Axel. Really? Any good Axel stories? Oh, there's too many, and most of them can't be said. <laughs> oh, I like to hear it. With a forehand like that, I'm sure he's into exotic shit. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right, well then, one more uh, one more question for you. Or, two more questions for you, real quick. Uh, the One, will Oklahoma be winning the Big 12 men's tennis title this year? I, th- I, think, I think we have a good chance, everyone. Everyone, I, I, want, I, want, I want one more ring, so. <laughs> I was trying to bait you into it. Well, then my last one, 
Our name is Cracked Rackets. For people who haven't seen you, you're a big guy. Spencer, when was the last time you cracked a racket? I actually don't think I've cracked a racket since freshman year. I cracked a lot of rackets in juniors, but... But so there was a freshman year crack? Oh, yeah. Oh, give me the story. Probably a couple. <laughs> Any good one? Any distinct cracks in your day? Um, broken one on the knee before. That one, <laughs> that, that one left a big bruise the next day. Oh, uh, I can't... Probably my, that's probably my best one. Oh, that's how the ACL began to fracture. Um, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Over start started it. <laughs> absolutely well spencer again thank you so much for taking the time to come on the correct interviews podcast we really appreciate it and we want to wish both you and the entire oklahoma men's tennis team luck throughout the 2018-19 season well i appreciate you guys keep, keep doing your thing uh, a lot of people are following you guys and enjoying it so thank you guys I appreciate you saying that, and happy belated birthday, my man. Appreciate that. You too. <laughs> Thank you. Take care. <laughs>